My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And it's that time again. Newsnas are back. That's right. It's time for another edition of Newsnas, where we just go over interesting news tidbits about Asian entertainment that we thought were interesting or newsworthy for this little section of time. So we, you know, we go from all facets of the entertainment world. We're all over the place and just stuff that we found that was real interesting. So let's take it away. Who has an interesting news piece they would like to start with? I can kick us off, I guess. I mean, we and we don't even talk about this group very much or anything, but G-Friend is, mm. leave, you know, Everyone doesn't want to say the D word, but they are going to disband. I mean, that is essentially, but it's because their contract was up and not re- they're not renewing and all those things. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal. It is sad. It's always sad to hear about disbanding. So, mm. and they they were pretty popular. I mean, that was they yeah. have a lot of fans. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, like I'm not a friend, like a fan of them, so I don't follow them at all. Mm. I liked Apple. Mm-hmm. Um. But it is kind of interesting. I was reading up on it and um, it does look like they're actually disbanding. A lot of people are like, maybe they'll like go to another thing. Um, and I guess in one of the members handwritten things, they pretty much said that it was like yeah. done. And I know that their company, because they're the one that like is also with big hit or hybe or whatever oh, they're like but yeah. like they're they're it's a duo thing so like they're the company that they're actually under source maybe source, source music uh-huh. had already applied for copyright or trademark rights for their names oh that's shit for g friend at like months ago or something so they already have that so they wouldn't be able to take their name and so it's uh, to me, it seems like they were planning that they were gonna like get rid of them very soon. Sounds like, like it, yeah. And so, so they were, shifty when companies, yeah. Do that. Like it's Taking it's like they're like, oh, you're not gonna money. like you're you're not gonna you know resign with us. Well, we're going to punish you for that. Like it's petty. It always feels so petty. I, I always feel like there's even a next when it's when it's female artists. I always feel like there's an extra level of petty with it too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just always feel like there's a little bit more manipulation going on there than since they don't seem to have a say it. None of the kids do. It's all crappy, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm hoping because you never know because like we can say whatever we want, but like there could be actually like good reasons and like this yeah. happened as a good thing. It's just never going to be a thing. I just like hope that at least maybe it's it gave people who maybe were like feeling that they had to stay in the group yeah because of like yeah like not to say that's not as a negative thing but like as a you were staying with the group because you wanted it to succeed but it was like you want to leave but you're like I don't feel right about leaving now I I would hope that this would be a way to do that maybe I'm pretty sure at least one person in that group does acting so maybe they can do acting Mm -hmm. more or if they wanted to like not be in the spotlight anymore do something else with their lives they now can yeah, it's, it's still sad for the fans. I know that it was like very sudden. It happened and then immediately all their schedules were like wiped clean. And like, it's, it, I feel 
like bad for the people because that's just not a good enough like turnaround right to like have that sort of thing happen to them but it has has there been have you guys seen or experienced any groups like when it does come to disbanding or leaving or things like that that it feels like they do give a little bit prior notice um or does it does it always feel sudden you know what i mean i feel like sometimes you know like in my head i can't think of anything but there like seems to be like the ones that you're like okay i mean like of like of course this star but like Mm. but sometimes they yeah like they just they haven't done anything in a while yeah, and they, they haven't had those. anything and so you're like nothing and you're kind of like uh. like if you look at something like a boyfriend they just weren't getting anything they weren't doing anything in their last bit of life so it was like maybe it was a shock to people but not in like it not was a, a shock, shock to people because you were like <laughs> no I ho- I'm hopeful but like you're like right. down, down inside I know <laughs> you don't hear about like people doing stuff but like I feel like with them like especially now like because they did have pretty good solos mm-hmm. recently that it like I guess is a a big shock to people yeah disbandments are sad for fans mm-hmm. and we, we always hope that artist side like like Jesse was saying you know people hopefully get good opportunities or maybe get to do things that they weren't able to have the time to do or free up the commitment to do the things that they do want because not everyone wants to be an idol for their entire lives yeah yeah that's not always everyone's calling i would imagine it would actually be incredibly difficult to do that for a very long time yeah yeah for sure and i think for some of them like they're musicians they're artists and being an idol was a path to open some doors for them but now they have an opportunity to maybe pursue you know maybe in their heart of hearts they're a trot singer and now they can (laughs) pursue that or you know whatever and like good for them and they've got a name for themselves out there maybe they've a bit of a fan base and now they can pursue the kind of music that they Mm -hmm. actually have in their heart so and some people that really was they're just trying to have a job that could make money you know yeah. for their family mm-hmm. or I mean and, at the very least you can go home and like go back live with your parents and open a singing school or something <laughs> probably giving <laughs> lessons like or like a dance school or a, something yeah yeah it might be the same thing that you would have been doing anyway but now yeah. you have a name to attach yeah, to like it a, right a following you can get yeah in the door right I've got a piece of news that made me laugh hysterically. Well, I sure hope it's funny because you're building it up now. (laughs) I know. Um, So there's currently a Thai drama, uh, a BL drama called Nidiman that's uh, airing. Um, And recently it was revealed that it was, before it was rewritten to be this drama, the original author, it was originally a GOT7 gay fan fiction. So so people got really upset that someone would dare turn a GOT7 fan fiction into an actual TV show. Is the writer Um, of the fanfic? part of the team of the yes so okay. it's like she it, so she had originally written it as god seven fan fiction then she changed it like she just changed all the names so that it was just original fiction so that it wasn't connected to god seven at all and then someone bought that to turn into a tv show because it got it became popular but then it was like you know because the internet is full of fucking detectives that it was originally 
got seven fan fiction and people are so upset but i think that this lots of things were originally fan fiction like, no see see my my i would just want to know okay which characters which yeah, right yeah. Like, that's all i want like, i'd be like oh this I, is I, I, and like knowing, <laughs> knowing what i know about got seven as their personas they would find this funny no they would think oh, it was yeah fun. like they'd be like who, who who am i fucking i i was like I was just like, why are people upset about this? Like, no one it's should be normal, upset about like, this. like, writer thing. Like, like, you would just, like, if it wasn't, like, a fanfic, someone would write a short story, and then, like, later on, they expand it upon on, it. Like, you have, this like, this is yeah, what writers like, do. You, people don't just come up with characters that out of, like, thin air. Like, they base them on pieces of chunks of, like, celebrities, people they know, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just, oh my god. I was... <laughs> I was laughing at this so hard because I was like, this is the dumbest story. Like, people will get upset about anything. It's not like they're like, yes, the characters JB, Mark, and Bam Bam are all in a threesome. Like, no, it, they, the names are changed. They've been changed for a while, but I just think it's really funny. I'm like fine with it as long as the like original it, writer is on. Like yeah, that would as be long, my yeah. like more concern than anything else. No, but like people are like going after her, like being like, "How dare you? And how just dare like, you like okay, something else? How how <laughs> dare you like got seven enough to have written fan fiction and then changed it so that it wasn't their names and then other people liking it and, and then so it made, got turned and into a TV show made money? How yeah, dare you make? How money? dare you succeed <laughs> at your job? Oh Meanwhile, isn't like Bam Bam back in Thailand right now? He's probably he watching is. it on TV. Like he's probably like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, texting the guy. He's, he's like, like, oh my god, you won't know what we did this time. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been doing like an English language talk show on the internet. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he had like Musupasit on there, like the guy from Tharn Type. Uh, he had like a couple of like Thai celebrities and stuff. So like he's he's doing his thing. Bam Bam's clearly not phased <laughs> by having been serialized in a gay fan fiction at some point in the past. <laughs> oh, oh my god. People, people are like, you have to cancel this show. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> like, why? Like, I laugh at that, but imagine if this was a Korean thing. We would actually oh. have to be like, concerned that something I would happen. Like, in Thailand, they don't give a shit in Thailand. They're just like, so what if it was Got7 fan fiction? <laughs> What are you gonna do about it? I'd like to see you try. We've made worse stuff than this. <laughs> well, in other people leaving companies uh, news, Dara Sandara, <laughs> former Twenty One member, is finally free She's of YG. Free. She's free. She was She's the free. last one there, She's and she like stuck <laughs> out. Which I was like, oh, I wish you hadn't, but I kind of like feel like I, I get what she was doing, especially because I read her mm -hmm. like her note because she, let, you know, wrote a note about like, you yeah. know, leaving and it was on 21's anniversary. But she was talking about how she, when they disbanded, she kind of focused on other things. And I think that's what she did. She kind of used the time yeah. that she had uh, on her contract as a, this is a guaranteed job. This is a guaranteed place, safe place. I'm going to use this time to kind of get my name out there and uh, do a lot of like hosting work, which she has done a ton of and use this, use those time, like 
this time wisely so like Hmm. i understand why she kept up with like yg after everybody had left it was just a very good and smart business move and just like a almost kind of like she was just using it as like a training yeah like she used that connection in order to do the things that she wanted to do in the meantime and to kind of like figure out what she wanted to do because she did say at the end of the letter she does talk about how she really did like by doing all that she realized that she really wanted to keep performing so i'm hopeful that this will turn into stuff i'm hopeful that there keeps on being rumors that they have like recorded something like 21 has recorded something something hasn't happened and they're always like no it hasn't happened but you're like they're probably just saying that because legally they can't say it i mean there's already the hashtag right the 20 to anyone like come on I'm I'm just hopeful. I just want to see them all like succeed in whatever way that they want to. But like I do yeah. feel like they want to do yeah. stuff together, and mm-hmm. they're always yeah. if you follow all of them on social media, they've like since they've been disbanded, they've always been very active with each other. Mm-hmm. And I know that doesn't say much because it's like a you know social media it's like outside, but mm-hmm. I, I really do feel like they they knew that their time was cut in not the right spot and it wasn't their want and they i think they have something planned and and at least they have the emphasis like they have the various infrastructure to make Mm -hmm. it happen yeah yeah Yeah. and obviously there's the fan base we're all still here we're like (laughs) yes sure do it (laughs) yeah if when not if when hopefully that happens someday everyone will be very very happy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yay she's gone (laughs) Yay! It's free. Freedom! Free at last! Yay! When anyone chooses to stay at YG, like when ACMU re-signed... I'm always like, why? Well, initially initially I was bummed, and I think I've talked about this before and I won't go into it Mm -hmm. a lot, but, you know, it's not that everyone has the same team or everyone has the same contract or connections Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. so it's... Everybody has a different experience, and it depends on, yeah, what they want to do or what they're going through at the time. Like, even now... The girl in ACMU, she she's talked about she's been struggling this past year about mm-hmm. not knowing if she wanted to keep performing. And it's kind of that age because her brother yeah. said when he was that age, he had that struggle, too. And so, like, if you don't know what you're going to do for a while, might as well stay put if you're if you yeah. feel safe with it, your people. It's the best thing, like personally, like I just feel like even though there are like there are bad things about YG, it doesn't mean that everyone in that company is being affected by that. And there's also something to be said, like mentally about like being able to be in a comfort spot. So that's not Mm -hmm. a worry. So like while you're figuring out all this other stuff, that's not an added bonus. You're not like the person who has to figure out Mm -hmm. all the management side and then figure out your your makeup team and stuff like with Dara like it's a little different because she probably has the same people and she could like find it but like when you don't have to do all those extra parts because you're solo or free agent that's a lot out of you and that's a lot of money that you're essentially like blowing down the drain like Hmm. I know that like it sucks companies suck but like they do eat a lot of the costs like a lot of the costs that people don't think about that kind of just add up and just like that added stress like you just don't want to have yeah. to be like the manager and then you know mm-hmm. the uh, the publicist and this and this and this and this and this yeah. and this just yeah like when you know you have yeah. this sizable team and you're like do i want to piece out of having this sizable <laughs> yeah. team to support me yeah or, yeah and or Dara, stay she here was doing stuff 
she was like mm-hmm. yeah. completely active it, she was not ever in a situation where I she was, wasn't doing things i was yeah. always surprised she'd like pop up in random things i'd be watching for something else i'm like mm-hmm. oh she's a guest on this suddenly no, like i would be a guest and she's like a full-time guest on the like that one show where it's like the all-female cast like uh Narea was on it and a bunch of other comedians and stuff where they like mm-hmm. just randomly and then she kept up with her youtube channel for a really long time um and then she was also in other like beauty like shows and that sort of thing and then she was and- doing stuff in the um philippines or whatever you know like back and forth and stuff and wow yeah so she's she, making a bank i saw her pop up in king of the mass singer as you know one of the judge mm-hmm. panelist people i was like oh hey like i had no idea you were there <laughs> i was like cool speaking of a singing show there was a chinese boat boy band show on very popular uh youth with you season three leah from blackpink was one of the judges had one episode left to go one episode they were down to the final and they canceled the show because tony was a front runner and his parents may or may not have had ties to improper business procedures back like 15 years ago so when this kid was like five or whatever his family like helped run a karaoke business and it may or may not have been used to sell drugs it's not clear whether the business sold drugs or whether they just drug dealing was occurring in the karaoke Mm -hmm. bar and they were you know turning a blind eye to it or if it they had a business partner it might have been entirely their business partners stuff sold off everything to them and moved to canada in like 2008 and now this has come up because he's a front runner in the contest and instead of just kicking him out and saying can't be in the band they completely canceled everything and like did not like no final show no final episode no band all the other boys that were that were working for this done you're out and like the whole thing is just gone i think this is so ridiculous because the kid wasn't dealing drugs <laughs> no. in 2008 yeah i was gonna say how old was he <laughs> like, in 2008 I, like, something like i think i read something like eight like he was eight <laughs> yeah when he like, moved to canada like <laughs> I, I this 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 whole like you know like this happened you know like when like micro dot the rapper who had to apologize for his parents possibly ripping someone off it's like they had nothing to do with it so what their whole lives are ruined because their parents are dicks like this seems like a really like the standards they keep raising for people to you know be in the public eye get more and more ridiculous yeah yeah have a job as an entertainer in any fashion you have to have like this clean record and your parents and your maybe your grandparents five times over after yeah, like, like what <laughs> like, which is where does it end? ridiculous right yeah. like it's so stupid well and you know like they always once there's one thing right they start piling on so that top of that it was like china doesn't recognize dual citizenship and he's a canadian citizen like he's living here forever and when he first was on the show introducing himself i'm tony Yu from canada okay fine and in a later interview he said he was excited for the opportunity to you know 
represent China on a global scale. It's going to be a Chinese boy band. So yeah, right. he would be representing China. He can be Canadian now, but they're all like, your mind, you can't decide whether you're Canadian or Chinese. And I'm like, what if he's both? Like, it just, oh my gosh, people. Like the standards I, they keep trying to hold these kids to. Uh, yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I mean, I don't know him. Maybe he's a horrible, but like, then go after him for being a horrible person. Don't go after him because his parents were, and and ruining the lives of all these other kids. Potentially, right? right? Like destroying the dreams of all, like number two kid and the number three and four and five, like all these other kids Mm -hmm. that thought that like this week they would be in a band and have a contract and be starting their careers. And now they're not because Tony's parents maybe let people maybe deal drugs something. well and maybe, maybe did something. and let's be real about the amount of people that, that probably affected on mm-hmm. on into the support teams and you mm-hmm. know various yeah. company employees and all those things like the people that had all the jobs lined up to make all this stuff happen once the band exit once the group existed yeah. but that's a lot of people people keep on like getting offended about something ridiculous causing direct harm to lots of people for no apparent reason and then if you if you actually calculate the amount of like job loss and like emotional issues that like that causes so many people get affected by this stuff that people are just pulling out of their butts like what and you would you would think like since since this nonsense keeps happening you would think that the show producers would do like detailed background checks on every single person who applies but this one i think is particularly unfair because it's nothing he did Mm -hmm. like he would have been a kid when and if any of this happened yeah oh is it my turn it is your turn well looky there did I pick something? I'm trying to remember. Apparently I got, not. <laughs> I, I did. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, well, just side note. There is an attached Patreon clip to this. And so I'm not going to get as far as I usually would. So Asian Agent, they are an American company or North, Amer- North American company, at least. Do I really know what they do? Not really. It seems like they do publicity and stuff for some of the K-pop groups. I won't get into all their stuff, but they do handle Ace these days. And I'd say last month, because we haven't done a news news in a while. So like this, Mm -hmm. so this wasn't necessarily like last week or anything. Um, But they announced that they were going to be doing these NFT packages to do with Ace. And it was going to be this cutting edge thing. And they were trying to make it sound really good. The fans did not take kindly to it. Please and said so <laughs> and it backfired severely to the point that asian agent then like released an open letter to choice which is the fan base and it was pretty much like we're gonna do it anyway so yeah it was which, a big fuck you wasn't it like it was just like <laughs> a big and, middle finger to and really i'm like okay if we if they all just boycott it so the thing is i really don't like nfts i'm not gonna get into it because it's mm. a thing but NFTs are pretty crummy. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. So it's not like K-pop's this shining, pure thing. We know it as all consumer, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a capitalist entity. We know this. Mm -hmm. It's a moneymaker in various ways. It's just that NFTs are pretty crummy. So that's that. There's a lot to go into that. But 
prior to that, Jeff Benjamin was even like, K-pop NFTs are coming. I remember when he said it. I actually wrote a quote, a quote tweet and I was like, I, I said something like really mean and then I deleted it because I didn't want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> you thought better of like, you're like, I don't need to invite this energy into my life right yeah, now. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't even know it was associated with Ace or anything at that point. I just knew like, I knew I didn't want to see it and it's again i'm not saying oh k-pop is on this pedestal and it's so pure and we need to keep it no i'm not saying that about k-pop i'm saying nfts suck and i'd rather them not be more places than they currently are <laughs> like already we played the photo card game just leave us at that we don't need other stuff we, right. we're, already we're, already buying, we're already buying multiple versions of the same album like let us live <laughs> well there's that and then you know you're starting to deal with things like v live and weverse and then the thing that's gonna be the hybrid of the two like whatever the crap that's gonna be and if you really want to be on the special channel you have to pay a membership for that which is separate from the official membership you know as far as even paying for non-physical things you're there are already plenty of opportunities to pay for non-physical mm -hmm. things in the K-pop mm -hmm. space. It, same thing with access to online concerts, things like that. Yeah. We already pay for special access to things. We don't need other made-up yeah. online images. I mean, whatever the heck NFTs are. The thing is, choice at the time, because I follow fair, some of them. They, they were hardcore detective work with it, though. They, they figured out they I always think it was... are those friggin internet detectives man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't i don't remember if it was asian i think it was asian agent the the twitter account followed this big nft broker type person it was either that or vice versa like he followed them mm. you know there was some mm. twitter relationship there that they figured out and they're like oh ho ho that's where this all came from this guy is like causing gotcha. this to happen <laughs> and so they're all like oh no and so they would go deep in on him and like figure out like nft wise what he was up you know they they went far with it and i was like oh shoot I just yeah. find it funny that like when the American companies come into the K-pop like areas and don't realize like they're like oh yeah I like know have a grasp of what's going on I know what like fandoms do don't. stuff that do like the same like if you look at like maybe like popular people like Taylor Swift or something like that mm -hmm. you know some mm -hmm. of those fandoms do act like mm -hmm. K-pop but like there's this like drastic difference and they always like screw themselves over <laughs> when they don't have any like liaison on their team like <laughs> the best uh, a like western company would have to have a liaison who actually knows what it is because like there's just k-pop is its own different thing and yeah. also like they, you're they not getting away like... with anything they can find out everything because it's all <laughs> kids who have time to like yeah. yeah and it's like if they can find out things that are written in their non-native language and like buried on like websites that are only accessible to people who can like sign in with a korean phone number they can find out whatever the hell you're trying to hide nice try yeah it's like you <laughs> don't really have a stance on this like they're like I, that is, that is actually a really good point though like it's one thing to be a stan in your native language mm. so you're only used to researching or dealing with that so far right yeah because basically you have everything like handed to you easily every mm. article you get is 
written in your language. You can turn on any interview and guarantee that you're going to be able to like understand what that person is saying. But if if you're used to bending over backwards, even just to figure out what the heck is going on with your favorite people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, you're already primed. Like K-pop is raising a generation of researchers right now. Like they can get to the bottom of anything. Sometimes they go take it to the wrong conclusions, but they can still get to the bottom of it. And they can even make some stuff up on the way. And that's another thing. Like K-pop fans, they can really, it's not that they can do whatever they want, but they're they're their own critter. Like, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I just, I love these, like, sort of Western companies that come into it thinking that it's, like, the same as, like, a Western fandom. And you're and like, they, oh, honey, child. Like, <laughs> all they think, the all they think is, into. all they think is, oh, these people are just, you know, they're, they're maybe even more consumer driven. Like, oh, they'll buy anything. No, it's like, oh, no, you don't no. know. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got, we got some thoughts on what we will and will not spend our money on. Will we buy 10 copies of the same album? Sure. Will we buy like bootleg copies of that album? Not if we want the sales and the numbers and the charts and the, you know. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, that's the saddest thing about this. I can think of at least four solid ways to get people to like NFTs and do it. And if they had just done the research, they would have had a gold mine. Now look at you. You got someone they like basically doxxed. Right. They like y- you're you're really gonna say that these NFTs are really cool when they're probably just gonna be like, hey, here's a different digital picture than the other digital pictures that you see yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. It's like if you're making an NFT of an idol, you can make that cool really fast, actually. Like that wouldn't have been very hard at all. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear more about uh, our view on NFTs. We do have a special episode pri- there on pri- Patreon. Primarily mine. I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Hey, it's, uh, you're not anything about it. So it's true. <laughs> it's up there on our on our Patreon for the certified found family. If you're interested in that, along with many other videos and not videos and many other you know recordings and things. There's some videos. Time. It's a good time. There's a few videos. There's a few videos. There's a sousan of videos. So I'm gonna take it back to the world of Chinese. Got seven. No no no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to take it back to the world of Chinese, like, idol competition shows. Competition shows. Because uh-huh, okay. there was a second show that did successfully complete, uh, which was called uh, Chuang 2021. It was on WeTV, um, which was looking to make a more, like, international boy band. Um, and the first thing that comes out of it is that if you're familiar with the Moda Village uh, saga of the ex two moons two actors uh one of them actually made it he is on the show they briefly had a terrible boy band with all but one member of the cast of two moons two and the only one who was actually good at any of it nine actually made it into this show and is in the band which is called into one however that's great but there was a much better story <laughs> that emerged from this if you weren't following it. So there was a 27-year-old Russian man who was working as a translator and some of the contestants dropped out of the show. So the producers thought he was good looking. So they convinced him 
to sign on to the show to fill out the numbers. And he agreed because he thought he would immediately get voted out because he has no talent in, singing, in sing. singing or dancing. He also has no interest no in any interest of this. being an idol. No, he, he wants to just be a model. Like that. Yeah, he was he was just gonna be a seat filler like for an episode maybe two. Unfortunately, the viewers loved him and they kept voting for him almost until the final round. And this was despite the fact he would put no effort into any of the things he was supposed to do and would actively in his interviews be like, please stop voting for me. Don't vote for me. I don't want to do this. Please set me free. And they just thought that this like embodied this like, I hate my job, like relatable thing. They, so they, they loved like, him. I have to go to work. So do you. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much like yeah, saw him man. and they were like, mood. Mood! I have yeah, to mood, keep seeing <laughs> Mood! And like, and he was like, please, stop loving me. You will get no love in return from me. I don't want to do this. And so when he was finally voted off, like, you know, normally when the people are voted off, they're like all sad. He was like, alright, peace out! Thank you! Thank you for not voting for me! I'm he out. literally ran off the stage. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I'm good! I'm out! I'm free! Um, and, oh my god. Oh, his like, name is- the whole, his name is Lelouch, or however they say yeah, it. His stage name was Lelouch, yeah. or whatever. But, uh, oh my god, I was like the saga of this poor 27 year old trapped on this. He's got a show. bunch of CFs now. So, yeah, well, even hey, recently, he had a CF with some of the other guys that ended up in the group, or whatever. Yeah. And during the CF, he does his whole like, he puts it, you know, crosses his arms in front of himself as an X to be like, don't vote for me. Cause I guess that was kind of like, cause that was this thing. thing where he'd be like, no, no. But then people just, they just loved his like, I hate my job attitude <laughs> and like felt and a just kinship like with him. Normal managers and bosses, they forced him into something. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Like, yeah and, and so like you know he couldn't quit without paying like a huge like cancellation on the contract <sighs> fee so the only way he could escape was to get voted off like it's all very funny but i also feel very bad I for him bad no for it's him. terrible so, like, yeah, right. like, but this is also this is probably a good learning experience for him i just love that he was like older than everyone on the show like did not think he, he would be there more than an episode, was just like, yeah, I'm just filling in a seat. Like, I have no talents at this. I have no desire to do this. But, like, poor guy. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but of course, like, twice before agreeing to something like this again, you know? As far <laughs> as cra crazy internet fans deciding, like, haha, we'll keep him on. Like, that doesn't, like, it also was, doesn't shock me that they, like, thought that was no, funny. No, because, like, you know? he, like, he was basically a meme that, like, right living so, meme yeah so anyway that was the saga of lelouch but, but congratulations that, nine on getting into the group because you actually he actually wanted to so when, yeah. when they did announce the final group and lelouch was finally cut free there were just a lot of, I, I had no clue what the backstory was but i saw in my timeline just periodically like lelouch is free and then i saw a clip of him like <laughs> running off the stage and like what are they talking about <laughs> And then some articles came out explaining, and I was like, oh, so oh my God. they call it like Lelouch Freedom Day, but it was also when they ended up like announcing the group <laughs> and stuff. Like, but just imagine if like he had got into it, he'd be stuck in this group. 
But I feel like they probably, probably made sure that that yeah. was. Like, but yeah, I feel like if that had happened, he'd yeah. probably have put some effort into it because, like, it matters to the other kids. And he doesn't seem like a total asshole. He just seems like a dude who was, like, you know, for his but, like, head. How sad <sighs> is it for the people that actually wanted to do it? Yeah! And got voted off in favor of him. Right. And that, like, that right. has to, like, mess with him, too. Right. Like, it yeah. has to, like, yeah. weigh on him. And, like, it would have, like, if he had gotten in, that would also right. be a yeah. thing, yeah. like... Which is why he kept begging people to stop voting for him. He's like, other people want this. I don't. Stop voting for me. And, and of course, so this isn't you know. really on him. Like, this isn't a criticism on him. No. He thought he was just going to be there one episode because other people had dropped out and they needed, like, a certain number to start with. Like, honest stupidity. Mm-hmm. But, oh my god. Poor guy. <laughs> it's definitely a lesson in don't trust, like, yeah. public to, like, work in your yeah. best interest oh, no. on anything we like, should just already know that like think of the times that they're like we're gonna let the internet name this boat or something and then it Boaty McBoatface right. that's <laughs> right <laughs> like this Boaty is what's McBoat gonna happen <laughs> don't give people power this is just don't give internet people power that's just really no, like, like this is the theme of this entire <laughs> episode <laughs> it's a here. mistake it's it's a mistake no I'm gonna go take us into like k-drama land uh the mm-hmm. production company studio dragon which you all know even if you don't know you there's may like they produce huge, major huge. dramas um uh, they have some sort of partnership with netflix so you see a lot of it on netflix yeah. uh they just signed a 20 billion won deal with the uh webcom a web comic studio YLAP mm-hmm. um, for like a partnership in producing web comics into live action adaptations, which is like not a That's new thing, cool. like because we already see web comics being turned into live yeah. adaptations, but it is a new thing in terms of a studio partnering with another studio in the intent to do stuff. And if you don't know, like, a lot of the background on Studio Dragon, they do a lot of these kind of partnerships a lot. They've they've started to kind of try to essentially make a drama into a full Mm. thing with, like, uh, they are the ones that are, like, the ones producing musicals from the dramas. Like, they started with Mm. another Oh Hey Young, and they're doing, uh, like, Hotel de Luna, and... um, crash landing Another, on you crash landing on yeah. you like so they're they're doing that and so like this kind of like web comic thing is like a big deal because it's the first one that's like it's an actual tied like partnership between the two which means that like if you are mm-hmm. a fan of y lab like some of the stories that you see in that could be guaranteed to be in a drama because now they have mm-hmm. like this like backing um they are starting with island the k-drama mm-hmm. is their first official collaboration and then they have another one um, lined up for in a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's been probably about a month since this was released. So they've probably done some more things. Um, but I just think it's really kind of it, like, it's cool. It's interesting. I generally like what Studio Dragon produces. Yeah, so that's why I kind of like that they're doing all this stuff. I think it's interesting as a musical theater person. I think it's interesting to see a production company that is kind of like really big on like partnering with like other people and doing kind of these like real just like big things off of one you know 
uh, production. And I think this will be a good thing for web comics because I feel like it's just so up in the air right now that like it, it's it would it's nice for a web comic studio to have a guaranteed line of money income. and yeah. income and to know that this is going to happen because obviously web comics turning into live action shows aren't stopping so it's not like yeah. this is just like ruining web comics it's no. this is already the path it's going to be it's just it's there's an actual like partnership with it which i think is really cool and then also like to tie into this because i just talked about island there's been some changes in island which mm -hmm. they haven't started uh doing anything with it yet so it didn't affect anything like the actual like recording but um originally soyeji was supposed to be the lead and she had been attached to it since like last year when it was yeah. like announced um and because of all the stuff that happened and all the things with the her what she did while she was dating maybe uh, one kid <laughs> maybe like, we don't maybe I mean, like, did like yeah i don't yeah it's a big mess um their own business yeah <laughs> and so she left the the production and right now my favorite Idahi yes. is in talks to be the lead hey yo um, which i'm very excited I don't for hate it i don't hate it i want it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah exciting. i'm very excited for island i'm really excited and uh if you don't know island is actually contracted to be two seasons they're like 10 episodes each but like already guaranteed two seasons mm -hmm. so just remember that if you're whatever happens with the script i don't know the script but i would assume there's going to be a cliffhanger at the end of episode mm -hmm. 10 just yeah. know that uh, like yeah. season two is already supposed to be a thing i, I also cool i remember yeah. <laughs> into. i also saw that whenever they had the changes and soji leaving and all those things they were going to go revisit and rewrite a little bit and it's and they weren't just to kind of flesh characters out more and just feel like they made mm -hmm. a point to kind of explain it's not like it's they didn't just say hey we're rewriting they they mm -hmm. kind of explained a bit on so it all sound they made it sound very positive they at least made it sound good so hopefully it, it a positive thing as far as they got a little bit more time to mm -hmm. hopefully do what they wanted to do uh because you know it seems like a like an idahi role so like i'm mm -hmm. like yeah it does yeah. kind of works out I know, there was someone else that they had like there was like in the talks for a little bit and i was like i don't i don't know about them and then like the <laughs> idahi knows just like literally like yeah. a day or two ago it came out and i was like oh yes no this this is what i want this is <laughs> because this is she, it I she it. she would kick tail with it like mm -hmm. i'll watch her pretty much do anything so <laughs> yeah <same. laughs> so well, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's already out. The song's already out. But the uh, the BTS, um, the teaser for their new song, Butter, came out. And literally within seconds, in the, like, in the Road to Hagdom group chat, the old lady hags were like, are they sampling? Are they sampling Queen in that? Is that, that sounds like Queen. Are they just can't copying Queen? Like, you know, because it's just a teaser, right? So it's just a few seconds. So like immediately you're hearing from people and they're like, wait a minute, hang on. But like almost simultaneously, the official Queen Twitter released something saying, yeah, 
that's us on the song. So it was clear that they knew, right? They knew how people are going to be, how K-pop someone, fans someone are going to be. Someone at the Queen official Twitter knows what's up. Right? <laughs> exactly. Remember and that they were time, like, no, like, no. People, like, kind of knew what sampling was and they just run with their own, like, definition mm-hmm. of it. They're going to, like, yell at <laughs> people who sample. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it is. It's an official sample. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that, out, how it's going to be. By now, you're listening, and you know whether you like the song or not. <laughs> so, you're in the future. You're in the yeah, future. We have you know no what clue. the song is like. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the teaser clip looks kind of cute. The, the boys all bopping their heads, and, you know, Queen I, is a good choice. I mean, if you're going to sample Yeah, if you're going to sample, like, sample Queen's pretty sample. So, so, you can do worse. Yeah. I mean, it could be, could be fabulous. I hope for them it is. I hope it's great. I know too by now. I just don't know <laughs> now. Now, future Amanda knows. Future Amanda future, knows whether she likes this song will know or not. The answer to this question. <laughs> I will come out with. I know this is shocking that I'm gonna have like Cha Unu news. Like <gasps> I know you. What? It's a surprise. <laughs> In fact, how about I just double up and do him and Rocky? Might as well. Might as yeah. well just do it all together. Just put it all together. So. Corner. So let's back up and talk about Rocky for a second. He was on King of the Mass Singer since I mentioned that I was watching it the other day. That was a thing. So in case you don't know, which you probably have a small grasp, even if you don't watch the Korean version of King of the Mass Singer, since there is a strange American version, I don't know why. You probably know how it works, but in case you don't watch it, the thing about King of the Mass Singer, you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And in the Korean version, if you past the first round you have to wait to the next episode to see the second round type thing so what happened was there was a person and we're all like that seems like it's rocky but Mm -hmm. he made he tried to cover up how good he was at dancing like he made he made a point to be sneaky like he was very purposeful Mm -hmm. uh but like his character what was it i I want something about wanting to be a good son is because like supposedly the character um like left his mom in order to go on the show or something he's a big mama's boy in real life but the the mask had it's like sad crying eyes that's strange anyway uh so it really didn't sound like him at first but we're all like we think that's him but we had to wait another week to then the only time you know it's them is when they lose like when they finally take their mask off is when they get mm-hmm. someone else gets voted that they win so second week we're like oh it was him so it was a good time he did a really good job that was fun in the second round he sang an iu song that was very 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 pretty so you might want to check it out he did a really good job the Chanu news is that he has been casted in a movie which he's been in a movie before but this is like an actual like much bigger role uh he's still a supporting actor there's a heck ton of people on this movie it's called mm. decibel kim ray wan lee jong Suk, lots of people it's about the navy you know i think it's supposed to be a suspenseful thing as far as i can tell but that's exciting yay film that's exciting mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna take it to one of my boys um i'm gonna talk about sehun for a second He's still wonderful. He hasn't done anything bad. <laughs> um, it's good to preface he, that. Yes, he did reveal that he gets 
about a hundred calls a day from Saysangs. Um, and he revealed this on a V Live that kept getting interrupted by Saysangs calling him to like prove his point. And then you might be asking yourself, well, why doesn't he just change his number? Uh, apparently he has changed his number several times and they keep finding the new one. So he just gave up. Um, Young has also some, had that issue. Yeah, mm. this is some fucked up shit, people. If they ain't your friend, don't call them. You have no business calling these people. The the irony of like you know him saying something that seems so outrageous, like say thanks, call me a hundred times a day and harass me, and then during the V Live getting several calls from say thanks harassing him. Uh, like, dude, let the man live. Like. It's ridiculous. Jesus. What? Just stop. Just stop. People. It's that all around. He doesn't need to be experiencing it. That obviously those people are very mentally unwell and they need help yeah. and nobody's helping them. And, you know, the, the problem is, is that, well, the obvious problem is that, but like, he can't get mad because if he gets mad or cusses them out or tells them to go to hell, suddenly he's a bad guy who's bullying mm-hmm. fans. So he's being held hostage by their oh. insanity. I just, I feel bad. Like, it's just, it's so insane. Like, you know, this is, this is stalking <clears throat> behavior. Like if he was anyone else, he would be getting a restraining order against these people. But because he's a celebrity, it's treated like it's fair game. And he should like, you know, know that's what he was signing up for. Like he, he was like 16 when he joined SM. There's no way he knew what he was signing up for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right, any, these like, kids. And this shouldn't be what you're no, expected like, to endure. Just no, why is this like a uh, standard? Like, that yeah. doesn't. Like, ugh. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that for two seconds. I saw in passing that, like, recently this past week, ATs was going somewhere and mm-hmm. I think they pretty much got mobbed. And you know how that's mm-hmm. always a thing. And they really didn't have any bodyguards with them to speak of, or definitely not enough to, like, deal with something like that. I guess I don't understand, especially when you're talking about the groups, that they have a roundabout number. You know, they kind of know how many people closely follow them. Yeah. As far as EXO, like, the very popular groups, they know how many people, how how recognizable they are to the public at large, and how many fans they have, just based on social media interactions and all those things. So you would just really think that there would be more protection. It just reminds me of that video of uh, NCT 127 where someone rushed at Young, and then to their credit, the bodyguard was having none of it. Like the bodyguard was just like face, like hand to the chest, shove that person away. But Young looked terrified. He was terrified. And And it's like, don't do this like you can have pleasant fan interactions with celebrities you don't yeah have what to is it gonna get you? you like nothing like it's not yeah. gonna get you anything the, your arrested outcome is not yeah arrested yeah. and it's like it's, it's one of those like just because you can doesn't mean you should situations right. like just and again you can find out a celebrity's phone number and call them a hundred times a day doesn't mean you should do that because that's insane and again i'm like where's the laws there should be yeah. 
there should this not, is clearly so well, not not just basic com- i mean the companies need to step up too i'm not and i know that some are not doing their jobs in that respect i'm not defending the companies that are being lackadaisical with that because that sucks and definitely they need to be maintaining their you know blacklisting things and yeah. they have to be very active about those things but like when it comes to like the phone harassment you know the things that they could Sue document them. and maybe yeah mm-hmm. start actually taking well just Get those numbers follow those numbers back to those people make sure that those those phone numbers are on the like you the cannot list. sign up for accounts for fan accounts with those phone numbers lists and yeah. stuff like that like or just, you know, Something. give it to the police and the police should really, that is part of their job because this is mm-hmm. harassment. Well, just at the end of uh, March, they introduced a heavier penalties, penalties uh, to stalking, like they're an mm-hmm. anti-stalking law, uh, let, let literally passed two, 235 to zero votes. Oh, wow. Um, it's like, until now, stalking had been categorized as a misdemeanor and was punished with only a fine not exceeding 100,000 won, not even 100 like bucks. Gross! Or 29 Gross. days in jail. And so under the new law, acts of approaching, following, or blocking a victim against his or her will, waiting for or observing a victim in and around his, resident, his or her residence, workplace, or school, and causing anxiety, fear through mail, telephone, or IT networks are illegally categorized as acts of stalking. Stalkers can face up to three years in prison or wow. a 30 million won fine. Wow. Punishments could be aggravated to a maximum of five year imprisonment or a fine of 50 million won. When a so weapon or be warned, say things. Yeah. Your days are numbered. As, as long as companies help, yeah. you know, Actually they have to be, they have to be the liaison to, you know, mm-hmm. help their mm-hmm. artists like you, get that done. You can't expect the artists to show up at the police station themselves. Like, no, there's like the lawyers at these companies should be dealing with this. Like it's yeah, you know, because it, it's an employment hazard. It's not like a personal life hazard. Like if they were just a regular person, this wouldn't be happening. So this I mean, is an employment it's a, it, issue. It affects everyone at the company because like all yeah. the like me, like staff members are getting stopped to get yeah. access mm-hmm. to. Like there's yes. nobody, there's no one in your company that's safe. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not it even benefits the you to like, like do something about it. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's it, it it is awful when some of the companies don't do what they should. Like Jesse, mm-hmm. you've told us before about how two PMs had a lot of problems mm-hmm. with that in the past. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Yeah, because all it does, all it does is is it tells the person that you accept what they're doing as okay. It just gives them that. It it emboldens other saisons as well. Yeah. So it's no, like, everybody sees it and it's like, oh, they didn't get hurt, so that means it's an okay thing, or I'm allowed to do it because there's no consequences of it. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's go back to K dramas. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so Taxi Driver, which I'm not cut up on, but maybe you have. Uh, I don't know what episode they're on right now, but it either affects you now or affects you in. I feel like are are we kind of up on ten or are we already? At, I mean, it's it's, it's clicking it's, along, it's isn't clicking it? Clicking along, mm-hmm. um, but it has been announced that there has been a writer change starting from episode eleven, and the statement was this: is writer Oh Sang Ho has agreed to drop out due to differences in view and the work direction between writer and PD. Oh, this is uh, this is a mistake. So by the PD mistake. Here, 
here like okay we've already seen this like with other dramas every time but every like time. a near one is uncanny counter where yeah. they had a a writer change in the midi in the middle and obviously we don't know all the circumstances it could be for more of a reason because it could be a legal thing that they can't talk about it more like you never know the actual thing it could be right the person that writer was like actual a terrible human being so it's not even a creative mm-hmm. thing it was like literally a, a amount of safety but they can't talk about it you don't know these things however always when you just like kind of see it and you're like oh it's just the pd like someone else and like forced someone out of a job and it never goes right it never goes you can tell when the writing changes and you can tell when it gets like sloppy and things like are mishandled and you're like I just don't understand how you get this far with like all the stuff and like now you're getting rid of them like it just doesn't make any sense we like we're so far into this taxi driver that we've already had like an actress change in it because the bullying scandal thing yeah Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say that like it it's for sure that it could be damaging but like it most of the time it is damaging yeah it's not it usually doesn't go great especially when you're dealing with something that has like layers to it and stuff because certain things may not have been revealed yet and now you wind up with like dead ends or Mm -hmm. like you know stuff just going you're not dealing with one of the more like simple like let's admit some rom-coms are fairly simple Mm -hmm. in and out when it comes to like details of reveals or things there aren't that many to reveal quite often like taxi driver you have to be there for the very beginning and have been part of the pre-planning and like the pre-work on it and like just getting handed stuff not to say that every writer can't do it because there are some great writers that are able to match what the writing is that's why there are mm-hmm. writers out in this world who can write like 50 books a year magically because they have ghost writers to do them yeah. <laughs> um but yep. what we've seen and what is like the norm for the korean entertainment is that it normally isn't good like yeah. and isn't i don't and i don't know if it's literally because it being forced into a different writer whether it be the PD just like is being a terror and wants to write, you know, a different writer or that writer was being terrible and their, their hand is tied and they have to move, but it still never works out. And it's always the dramas that I want to watch (laughs) and that need a consistency, like taxi driver needs it. Like, obviously I'm not having uh, caught up with it. So I don't know if like already, like the the consistency is not there because it very well could be, but like, you know, I find it more concerning when it is these shows that have that type of tone. It, it is the reveal thing and it is that, but it's also a tonal issue. Mm-hmm. Like if you're chugging along for 10 episodes and this, the show has to strike quite a tone between how they are handling comedy, if they are at all. And when they are, it's a certain way because the true to life stories that they're basing stuff on is like a big deal. Like they've struck quite a tone. The bit that mm-hmm. I've seen of taxi driver, uh, yeah, that's why I always the tone too. Like, yes, all the reels and stuff. But like, please don't mess up the characters at this point. That's what I'm, yeah, I'm always like. Yeah. Oh, don't, yeah. don't all of a sudden make a character do something that's not with not what they 
would do mm-hmm. in their motive that's and usually because i feel like that's, that's what, what happens, happens. <laughs> yeah what it always makes me think of is um that drama temperature of love and she played a drama writer and i, I just always remember there's like a scene where she's yelling at the pd because she's like why did you change the scene? Like you didn't talk to me beforehand. You didn't do, you just completely mm. changed the scene. And he's like, cause I thought it would look cooler. And she's like, but like, did you remember the scripts from like, we've written the scripts for the next like eight episodes. And do you remember the big reveal that comes down the road? Now we can't do that because you just yeah. killed it. Like, mm. cause you thought it would look cool. And like, are you stupid? And <laughs> PD's like, well, that's your job. Figure it out. Make it work. And it's like, I already did make it work. I wrote the story and you said, this is a cool story. I'm going to make it. So make it. I don't want to talk about like downer stuff all the time, but uh, (laughs) one of the things that I saw recently, uh, an article about was Park Naray. She had a, a YouTube thing, like a show, a comedy kind of show on YouTube she's left that show under accusations of sexual harassment now i need to be clear here because we don't condone sexual harassment we don't support harassers what she did was she basically took a ken doll put his hand on his crotch and made some joke about masturbation with like a ken doll like literally like a, a barbie doll a male dolls she took and made some kind of crass joke sex joke and that's all male netizens went nuts and said this is sexual harassment is it though is it it i'm not i'm not sure that making sex jokes is sexual harassment i I don't know i haven't a woman haven't seen a woman that she's a sexual being is not harassment right (laughs) It's so just like, that you're misogynist. Like, exactly. It's like in order for that to be sexual harassment would be if it was directed at you in a like harassing way. I mean, she maybe was if medium. there was like a guy there and she was like, I could see him a situation like, where, but that's not what happened. I'd be uncomfortable, <laughs> but like it's comedy and did she maybe cross a line? Okay, but sexual harassment? The police are looking into it. The police. The, this is the police this is. who are letting like Sehun get a hundred harassing phone calls every day and doing nothing about it are worried about the Barbie doll? Like, <laughs> has the Barbie doll like pressed a like, complaint? I don't know. It's also on that I Live Alone show and there was a section of that that was filmed since this happened where she's like went home to visit her parents and she's like I just I goofed dad and I and he's like were you funny did you do your job like yeah baby girl like, you're fine like, it's, like I've it's seen all, I've seen no I've seen her stand up it's all sex jokes like this yeah. is very on par <laughs> what did you think you were gonna get up? most of her like, stuff is on I live alone yeah. it's the same way too yeah. like yeah I just I get it because like we're it's misogyny. Kore- yeah, <laughs> and Korea has, like, a terrible problem. I'm not saying that, like, not everyone does. We have a problem, too. But they have an extremely terrible yeah, yeah. problem, and they have a patriarchal society. So yeah. this is just, it's literally baby males who are, like, whining, complaining because they want something to go their way. And 
this is their way of doing it by bullying remember you don't like bullying korea like what it was happening mm-hmm. by bullying someone who does this all the time like it's not even yeah. like she yeah. was like in front of a kid doing it like if she was in front yeah. of a kid doing it then we could talk but she wasn't yeah, but she was with no. other adults who laughed at the joke Here's the thing that I'm going to bring up about Park Naray. She's done some racist stuff before. Mm-hmm. There's been mistakes have been made with her <laughs> comedy. And, you know, that's that's not the thing that people, you know, they're not actually pointing to something no, that is an actual problem. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, no one speaks about things that are actually not good. They get well, their I mean, feelers heard about literally nothing from a comedian who her shtick is sex jokes. That, that yeah. is what her stick like, is. A masturbation right. joke ain't it, champ. It ain't it. Which means like, they were consuming her content with the aim of getting something, getting yeah. something yeah. against yep. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and to them, this crosses the line, which question mark, if you look at, even if you do watch her stand-up comedy stuff, it's like, there could have been a lot of other stuff. Like, if you're wanting to pick on something, like, there's other stuff. Like, I'm, I hate to say it, but, like, making a, a masturbation dick joke about a Ken doll is not the crime you think it is. Right. <laughs> like, it's not the crime you should like, be paying attention to. No, right. Because I mean, there are not a lot a crime of other all, really terrible actually. things that are going real on. real sexual that harassment going on in Korea. Like, yeah. in the entertainment you could be industry, using voice for that. Things. Like, like mm-hmm. get mad about that stuff. Like, And in case you haven't noticed, it usually... Just, just like Jesse was saying, it usually is a, you know, a female comedian or actress or K-pop mm-hmm. idol. All of a sudden, they either say that they're a feminist or they make a joke that is directed towards men or something. And then all of a sudden, they become, like, an actual, an actual legal trouble. This is so exhausting that they're actually putting resources into this. <laughs> There's literal, like, male actors who have been very shamelessly sexually harassed and raped people and nothing gets done about them but no one masturbation joke and suddenly like the whole fucking squad has to leap into like action my follow-up doesn't relate at all to that totally so we're we're just gonna go right on to just you know nice nice positive news uh i'm gonna put a few things together um to kick it off ace ace's Mm -hmm. wow he was on hiatus. He really wasn't on hiatus for that long. I want to mm. say it was probably just a month or two. It felt mm. like longer just because of the timing of it. Uh, yeah. But he was on hiatus for mental well-being for a little bit, and he just now got back. Uh, he Yay, performed with them back. recently on something, and it was good. And like, it was good to see him. So he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people coming back in Flying's Jay Hunt, he came back from Japan, and again. He's been back a little bit, about a month or so, but yeah. we haven't we haven't done news news in a while. So like yes. I, was, I was checking the time. So he's back. And speaking of comebacks, In Flying is gonna have a comeback in early June. But it's I like a full segues. album. I love these is what the yeah, full last album. I first heard. Yes, it's their first full album. I'm so excited. <laughs> and also today, as of recording, it is their sixth anniversary. Oh, and if you don't know anything about M Flying, we got you because we yeah. have a full episode of them and day six. We well, get the double header, baby. Yeah, double header. So if you need some like good recs, 
just to know how great we think Ed Flying is, you should check out that episode. You can check her out. <laughs> Despite the fact that I normally really hate competition shows because I think they're painful, um, I have been watching Kingdom. Um, boy, it's been a trip. I actually do like a YouTube series with a couple other people on Aussie K-pop Mom's channel about it. every week we talk about that episode, whatever. However, Icon's been getting the real shaft from, like, Mnet has been, like, the whole situation has been a total fucking mess. Like, Mnet is just very clearly, like, being shifty about how this competition is set up. Like, starting with, like, in the earlier episodes, they only told half the people that they had a bigger budget than they did, which led to, like, Icon, B2B, and uh, SF9 having much lower production value on their stages than AT's Stray Kids and the Boys. And then, like, you know, there was this whole thing about, like, the lighting uh, team is, like, really being, like, just... Who did they, like, did they just only hire people who are very new to lighting stages? Who knows? Um, the recent saga, which may or may not be Mnet's fault, this may be on YG, but it's shifting nonetheless as to what's been happening, is that all the groups uh, are all getting special cover issues of, um, what's, of First Look magazine, except Icon. So all the groups except Icon are going to have special cover editions. Now, I'm not saying this was Mnet, but Icon didn't want to do this show to begin with. <laughs> like, so it seems shifty. Um, also, there's like been another thing you, did, you found out that uh, Monster X was invited and they turned it down. And since then, strangely, there's been no performances from Starship groups on any of the Mnet music shows. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yep. I just wish they'd be more, uh, you know, less I transparent <laughs> with how ridiculous they are. Like, Because I heard that, that, like, B2 didn't want to do it either, but no. they basically got, like, reeled into Shanghai it because they yeah. were pretty much blackmailing company yeah they were like, pretty much either like, you send somebody or you never appear on our channel again yeah kind of thing uh, like, i think sf9 was the same situation um and it's it's really interesting because like most of these shows babies. like these m these mnet shows they rely on like editing to make like the the carrot like the you know the people on the show seem like you know mean Drama. to each other yeah yeah they're, they're but there's no like you can't do it on this show. There's there's no way, because they're all just like, oh my god, like, I love everyone. <laughs> We're like best friends now. Like, there was this whole thing where it was like this whole just extended scene of ATs and Icon, like, exchanging phone numbers and being like, hey, like, where's your dorm? Like, oh shit, our dorm's near there. Like, we should get together and, like, have dinner and all this. And then it's just like, you can't make that seem shifty. So they've been doing other things like, uh, they have these like panel of like secret experts who like judge the performances, but they never tell you who they are or like in what like what the metrics are for like judging these performances. And then so recently on the last episode, they had they actually showed you like their special judges for they had like special judges for this because they had collaboration stages where like three of the groups 
collaborated and then the other set of three collaborated to do like one vocal performance, one rap performance, and then one like dance performance performance, right? So like the, they split up the groups. Um, so they had like Donghae and Shindong from uh, Super Junior, and they had, you know, Leah, Leah Kim, who's like a really famous choreographer, and Shinshadong Tiger, and they had all these people. But then they also had these, I actually feel really bad about this. They had all these rookie groups, like uh, Tribe and um, Mira, anyway, who then had to sit there and judge them. And I think that's great that they have this, but I also think that they're setting these rookie groups up for fan war failure Yeah, at this mm-hmm. point. Because, like, luckily they aren't saying who the groups voted for. Gosh, like, gosh. Thank God. But, like, they're also, the uh, fact that, like, they... Honestly, you have you have to know though. You have to know that they do not want to judge their sunbays on no. literally. Oh, yeah, no, and especially like they know, like I'm I'm not even saying this like as a mean thing. Mm-hmm. They know where they are like musically, and some of those like girls in the group know that they are not producers or any sort of music yeah. person. They know that like they work well with someone else telling them how to do music. And that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. I'm not saying that's a no. bad thing. Mm-hmm. In that respect, why would you want to be in a like position where you're like supposed to be using yeah. that sort of like knowledge to help your vote? Yeah. Also, it's kind of a slap <laughs> in the face. I'm sorry to people like Shinsadong Tiger and stuff. Like it is that yeah. those are not similar people. Like, no. like I, and I think I think that it's fair to like have some rookies on there because then let's, you know. Because basically it's like, it's it's nice for them to like experience this sort of thing. And then they can also give sort of a, like a younger person's impression of like, whatever. But to me, at the you same had... time, they had more rookies than they did actual experts. And it's to, just like... To me, I'm not saying that they're not allowed to like have an opinion on the show mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say, here's our expert panel. Have actual yeah. experts on the expert panel. That's all the expert panel. Then you have, here's cute rookie groups giving just general population opinion. Yeah, they, like as a yeah. fan, which yeah. I can yeah. see because they are young enough that these would be not just like, mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. I like the people that they look up to in their industry, but like yeah. people that they grew up listening to. Even so like, 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 that. like straight yeah. kids, 80s, and the boys were like, holy shit, B2B's here. Oh my, oh my god, Icon's yeah. here. Oh my god. My, oh my, my god. favorite like, thing incredible. is actually watching the B2B performances because like... Oh my god, they're so good. All like, the reactions of the other groups, they're pretty much they're like, just, they'll be like crying, like holding up little, you know, scrolly things on their phones. On they're their like, phones being like, we love they're you. Like, like, oh. and they're like singing along to the B2B <laughs> songs, like swaying all together. It's like... That's so I mean that's just my favorite thing that's my favorite K-pop thing period is watching your favorites like fangirl or fanboy mm-hmm. over their favorites. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> like if it was just like a collaboration like stage people show. People love seeing love their face with other they people. Love that yes. love it. It's a thing. Also, if you haven't already that. listeners, you should go check out B2B. They had so in one episode they had to do covers of other group songs, like the other groups in the show. If you haven't watched them cover Stray Kids Backdoor, you are missing out on one of the greatest like cuz you're thinking how the fuck can B2B these four dudes in their 30s who aren't really known for their dancing skills perform a song by Stray Kids. 
how would they do it to make it like fit for the it's incredible it's literally incredible and i'm like if you watch it you'll be like i gotta look into these b2b fellas like the show has incredible performances uh it's just unfortunate that it has all the mnet shit <laughs> because like well, so everything I... ex- except for the scoring is 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 phenomenal since i don't watch a lot of the in-between crud but i do see clips periodically of pretty much b2b giving uh tvxq's chongman just a really hard time he just always looks like i don't know what to do with you so i'm just going to kind of ignore what you just said to me and move on well because he, he wasn't supposed to be a, the sole host of this and while i love i love him i think he's great he's not great on his own as a host like <laughs> Especially not, like, because all of these groups are incredibly chaotic, and so you really needed Yunho there to add to the energy, but since he's in netizen jail over going to dinner, um, he he was unable to be past the first two episodes, so he, uh, so it's it's him just stuck, like, they had a sports day episode, which was hilarious, because, like, why? Who knows? But it was wonderful. Sports Day was a delight. There was absolutely no performances, but it was a delight. Um, and they had him, like, they they pulled, like, members of the group to come, like, help, like, you know, be, like, sports commentators on these, like, just absolutely stupid sports that they're doing. Like, they were just doing, like, a vaulting horse, and they were like, yes, yes, so Maniac's known for having the highest vaulting horse of, like, <laughs> any any idol ever, which is true, apparently. He can, like, vault horse, like, three meters or something crazy like that. Like, it's... Anyway, it was... The whole thing was hilarious. Everything except for the scoring on this show is fantastic. But then Mnet <laughs> just has to be Mnet, so... Womp womp. So, I'll do a little bit of a 2pm corner. Just yeah, a little... Yeah, it's just a little brief, because next Nunas, I'm sure I'll have more more news <laughs> we'll probably i i mean we haven't i don't think scheduled when we're doing our next newness episode so i don't know if it's going to be after their comeback or not we have gotten word we knew that it was going to be in june like it was established and i'm pretty sure like i may even have talked about it last time about the, their comeback being in june but officially it's going to be in late june which i kind of also figured it just seems like late june was going to be it so Mm-hmm. 2 p.m. is coming back Woo! late June. I'm like extremely excited for it. They are um, really making it hard to uh, ever do anything else and <laughs> not sleep because I, I kid you not, almost every day there's been a V Live. Oh my gosh. Every day. <laughs> and then Wuyang does like lives on Instagram a lot because he just sits there and for like eight hours and plays his. Uh, like 3000 records he literally jo- <laughs> literally and i'm i'm like you think i'm joking but like i'll like go to sleep and wake back up and he's still on his live and i'm like what are you doing what <laughs> what is happening um but they've been doing a lot they've been pushing a lot they've been doing a lot of things elsewhere there's like the asia actors thing and both uh junho and Taekyeon are labeled as like it's like the top at korean actors mm-hmm. thing society i don't i i don't know what it is but they were there 
both Junho and Tech have dramas that are coming up towards the end of the year. Um, they've been kind of like officially announced, but like obviously the dates can change. So uh, Tech has one Royal Secret Agent Joy. It probably has like 8,000 different names too. Uh, it's supposed to be in the beginning of November. And then Junho's is Red Sleeve and it's supposed to be in the beginning of October obviously they're going to change because remember Korean dramas like to forget things like pre-planned um national holidays that they've had for hundreds of years that won't have like (laughs) shows um and then obviously like things could change also too because of other things you know that sort of thing they're both historical so Jessica will probably not watch them but they're not doing you know they're they they've got some stuff planned especially exciting because you know Junho just got out of the military uh I married an anti-fan is out now which is mm-hmm. Chan Song's uh show that he had recorded well before he got into the military so we're glad yep. that's out and <laughs> I'm sure everybody's watching it it's on Vicky and IQIY I mm-hmm. um I think IQIY might have like the, all of the international rights to it so if you're outside of like yeah. North America, I think like that's your best bet on finding it. I think I think the IQIYI rights they're kind of confusing. I was just going to say that mm-hmm. as an aside because, for instance, I thought that the show Imitation was going to be on IQIYI because that's where I saw a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I go on there; it's not on there for me. And then I saw somebody else Weird. saying it wasn't on there for them. So my assumption is for the U.S. I don't think that it's on can- Vicky. Yeah. It's on Vicky for us. Yeah, it's like really weird, especially because they had announced it on IQIYI for a while before Vicky ever said like, uh, I married an anti-fan. They said that it was going to be on that. And because that platform is, they're international, but they include us. Like, it's not like we ever can't watch stuff in there. I just thought it was that because they also do the thing where they produce shows too so they have the rights to it kind of like how mm-hmm. like, vicky will do it's like they produce mm-hmm. shows but like just to, as an fyi producing literally to be a producer all you have to do is put some money into the yeah you don't ever have to step foot on site yeah, yeah if you can be a producer uh so mm-hmm. it's not like it's that exciting they can just like throw some money which is essentially you know and get mm-hmm. some rights to it but um it, it just it's weird because then they also IQIY took the rights of the second season of Drama World, which is like a, a Vicky original. Yeah. A, not only is it a Vicky original, like I'm not saying we can cl- like we claim it, but it literally is a girl from <laughs> North America going into like a Korean drama. Yeah. Like it's not an international drama. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That seems weird that like Netflix or Vicky didn't get it first because Vicky had it and then Netflix got the right to it after a while to like mm-hmm. air it and, and you could watch it there for a while. But it's just like, then it became a thing like I couldn't find it accessible too. So now I, I just didn't watch it. It's been months since it's came, like yeah. come out and I just Has, didn't I, watch it. I, I haven't been able, like I was actively looking for season two for a while and I just, I got sick of looking for it. So I just kind of gave up for now. I yeah. like literally, there was one night I just spent some time and I was like researching it. And I finally find like all these articles about how IQIY had it. And it was literally airing the next day. And then mm-hmm. it w- wasn't showing up for 
me and I kept on like trying to figure it out and then it didn't happen and then I was like well maybe it's gonna be like what the other things have been doing and it didn't show up on Vicky and I just I don't understand that (laughs) anyways 2 p.m they will be coming back and they're doing a lot of stuff if you Mm -hmm. are not in like haven't been paying attention they've been doing a lot of stuff also they're um 10th year anniversary for their Japanese release just was like two days ago so there have been things on that and they've been mm-hmm. releasing stuff and now they just have more merch out for Jesse to want and want to buy and I can't but I'm very excited about the album because it's been so long and I'm pretty sure that like just this past week is when they recorded the music video for it so Jesse to 2 p.m. is like, I am very small and very poor, so you can imagine the type of pressure I'm under right now. <laughs> this is so, and like, I'm one of those weirdos that, like, 2 p.m. is, like, one of my main photo card groups. Oh. Which, if you don't know anything about photo cards, uh, JYP is terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so terrible especially my second group is day six I don't know why I did this to myself but like here we are June's gonna be a a month for Jesse like already there's just been so much content so uh yeah NCT oh yeah I love them you love them there's only you know 500 members and it's it's fine it's fine it's fine no it's not fine they need more they need more so Like What's an untapped the more market? You give, the more you have to give. That's their <laughs> basic concept. <laughs> so, SM Entertainment is working with MGM Worldwide, and they are going to create their new unit, NCT Hollywood, with a K-pop like reality audition show in, you guessed it, Hollywood. So... There's a lot of debate amongst fans on the internet about what does this mean? Are they going to, is it going to be like NCT white boys? Is it going to be NCT like Korean Americans? Is it going to be, I mean, I'm assuming that Mark and Johnny are going to be part of the unit because a mark is in every unit they can't can't let mark live okay no no exactly (laughs) so mark is in every unit so of course he's in this unit i just i just imagined mark getting called to like the office or whatever like mark comes to the office and everyone's like dude you're in another unit (laughs) yeah that man has debuted like (laughs) more times than necessary (laughs) I, i i just imagine them starting the like you know, there's been rumors about like the NCT Africa like unit, and they're oh, the gonna jokes. be like Mark, and he's the like, "Why? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Like, they'll be like, "Oh, NCT Japan, Mark, you want in on this?" He's like, "I have no Japanese. There's none. Like, I don't. Why? Like, stop. Just stop." So I don't. I, don't I know. personally don't think it's gonna be NCT White Boys um, because, no. like, the the purpose of NCT as a concept is to sort of expand acknowledgement of like uh asian music mm-hmm. and art form so making it a bunch of white boys wouldn't make sense for their actual concept no um, i just don't think you're gonna get like you're not gonna get the amount of people that you want if it was a white boy like you just wouldn't get people yeah, like no you one get it care. like in good and bad ways like fans just wouldn't they'd be like what's the i could just go like listen to I don't know. Watch, 
One Direction. Wait, I don't know like, what the yeah. white boy bands are. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I feel like they. I, I love it. Like, that's the only one I can think of too. It's like, what's a white boy band? Like, <laughs> One Direction. I mean, like I only know like Backstreet Boys. So. So. Now, one of the more interesting questions that I've seen some people talking about too, though, is the concept of brown or you know, Blasian, like Black Asian hispanic asian like how would that go over in korea or are they going to be a unit that primarily you know performs north american side like for western media like it it there's a lot of there's a lot of concern about how how is it going to be is it going to be just just korean american kids and that's it is it, it is it going to be open to more varieties of Asian kids? Are we going to have some, I mean, cause we've already got non Koreans as a part of NCT. There are Japanese kids and Chinese kids and Thai and, you know, so what, are, what could this look like? And it could be really, really good or it could go very poorly. And, but I, I'm hopeful and cautiously optimistic mm. that it could be really good and really mm. fun. So, so far I've enjoyed every unit. So I love Wavy. I love Dream. I love, I mean, they've all been good. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it, it, it goes well. And, you know, Mark gets a chance to breathe. Let the poor man live. <laughs> Watch them make him like the leader of that subunit or something. <laughs> Be like, why is this happening to me? I will say, like, kind of stemming off this, but not really. Uh, SM has been rumored to be putting out a new girl group soon. Mm. And a lot of people think that it's going to be the female version of Super M, which also mm. kind of is interesting because of this Hollywood thing, because of course super m was made to really kind of target this audience but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like I, there's up in there i've heard like theories that they're like that like um espa's uh their ais since like that basically they you know they killed them kind off. Of bullied <laughs> out of like existence from the fans that they were like so, it was like, a he, dumb idea he to still wants to do it so it. like the ai group will be this i think they're called like pure blood blood pink blood oh no that's we all gave each other a look with pure blood like oh no i think it might be (laughs) some girl group you know they really need just someone like one of us just in sm to like run by hey we have this idea this is what we want to name it, and us to be like, no. No. <laughs> okay, so it's pink no. blood. Pink okay. blood. I, okay. I, I am. I'm re- gonna read this thing. Does not mean it's true, but it was 14 hours ago. It's just like an insider reports thing. So don't take this. Take this with a grain of salt. It says that uh, SM Entertainment is preparing to debut a unit project group, Pink Blood. The lineup will change every two months and will consist of one senior female idol from SM and one rookie idol. The first pair is Yuri from SNSD and her cousin Song Sun from the group Tribe. Sure. Okay. But so Tribe under SM? 
I don't know. I didn't think so. I know there's Shinsu Dong, but like he doesn't have a he doesn't have his thing anymore. Try me. Try yeah. Formerly known as Lion Girls and Triangle. Yeah, it's under TR Entertainment and Mellow Entertainment. Maybe, but what are they under? Co-managed by Universal Music. Yeah, I don't know if they're like if that's a part of, of like a subsidiary. Hmm. Yeah, that's because they're really good about not revealing that, you know, like Yeah, SM has that. a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. Why don't they just call what? it subunit? So, to me, what they sh- they shouldn't make it, okay, if it really is just a senior artist and then a rookie artist that changes every two months, it shouldn't really be a group. It should just be like a project. Like, hey, we're doing yeah. this themed project. Well, maybe that's what they're doing. It Maybe they're doing it under their SM, their label that they do the project label, you know, that it's like mm. mostly YouTube digital releases. Because mm. that they have had multiple people. But mm. here, okay, so like, there's also a thing that says one of the songs for the first unit, most likely the B-side is shared to be written by Alan from EXID. That's interesting. I don't follow a lot of EXID people. Do you want to quickly cover enlistment discharges? We can. Since yeah. we didn't, or at least we could mention a couple people that like we care about if we yeah. want. Since That's not to say we don't care about your favorite if we don't mention your favorite. I mean, I can <laughs> read all the ones we have written down if you desire. <laughs> Yeah, we can just like read them really fast. Okay, here we go. All right, really fast enlistments. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> B1A4's Jin Young, he got discharged April 9th. Because remember, we didn't do a news news in April. So we're talking yes. about some April ones. Highlights, Yoon Do Jun, discharged April 10th. Sweet. Uh, FT Island's Lee Hong Ki, he di- was discharged on the 18th of April. He back. He- here's one that broke Jesse's heart. Sung Jin, he enlisted oh. April 28th. Oh, hmm. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, Becky oh. and him and Dice D once D once Jung Young Gun. He enlist. They enlisted on the sixth of May. Goodbye, my sweet child. We will see you soon. <laughs> Infinite Sung Jung. He was discharged May 9th. Welcome back, dude. <laughs> VAV's Ace Teen Tops Cap. That. Those go well together. I like those names together. They enlisted on the 10th of May. Actor Choi Taejun, you know, he had to come back since they were doing, you know, also they were very releasing. releasing his show that well, he filmed yeah, before he's he left. Also, like an answer the I married. Yeah. An I actually, I didn't, I didn't realize that this had all been filmed like previously like when i started watching it's it like so then when i saw like ago. a thing come, yeah and when i saw it come up like oh taejun's finally out of the military and i was like wait, wait what i've <laughs> <laughs> been watching his show and then, then i was like oh i'm a dumbass okay <laughs> him and bap's Yongook, they were discharged may 17th uh-huh. And everyone's baby, Taman, oh. he enlists May 31st. The military is not ready to handle him. <laughs> They're not ready. <laughs> They're, not. <laughs> They're not. I don't know. They could be like uh, Sungjin's, like everybody that's like around Sungjin is like obsessed with Sungjin. Like <laughs> they are like fanboying over him. Like there's a, 
it, like in the military uh, you can do like every day you can write something like mm-hmm. on this like log and so it's like everybody has it and so it's like your number and then you can write the in the log and so it's like shared to everyone so like mm-hmm. family members can see it it's kind of like a journal entry essentially or a line yeah. or two and so <laughs> Sunjin will write stuff and like all around him it's talking about how they're like hanging out with day six's sungjin and he's like great and they like love his music and he's like he's the coolest person like literally i think he is like literally like the coolest like number one person everybody's like oh sungjin's there <laughs> no i i uh, i that's I so fun Taemin driving his superior is absolutely insane yeah <laughs> not by any like not not on purpose just by or Taemin. <laughs> i could see him be like i'm just gonna be really chill i'm just gonna chill just be completely different <laughs> take this time i to mean relax. <laughs> he's been he's been doing his thing for a long time you know yep. kind of like we were saying earlier about um akmu suhyun like being at that age and like i'm, I'm ready to to, you know, just figure out who I am. Maybe he'll just take this time to be like, is this really my thing? Yeah, it is really my thing. Okay, cool. But like, I'll just, maybe he'll just throw himself right into the military life and and do military for the next couple of years. Hey, you never know. He's, I know. He's the best at, at K-pop. He can be the best at military too. <laughs> anyway, advice is awesome. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I know that for Pentagon Sweet, like, the boy doesn't, prior to enlisting, he doesn't sleep or eat, pretty much. He just works. He lives in his office thing. So everyone's like, go, go enlist, go eat food and sleep. Like, yeah. we'll have a schedule. Yeah. Have people take care of you. (laughs) You see, like, idols going into the military, which is supposed to be, like, very restrictive and, like, terrible for, like, a lot of people to adjust. And they're like, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) They're very excited. They're, like, like, happy. (laughs) I ate, like, on time every day. I hate multiple meals every day (laughs) at, like, they make me go to sleep it's great (laughs) (laughs) i have friends that i get to hang out with (laughs) anyway that's enlistments and discharges yay yay i'm sure there are more but you know listen this is what you know (laughs) this has been another episode of the news um thank you for listening we love all of our listeners we especially love our listeners over on our patreon the found family over there uh if you want to become a member of the certified found family you can go to patreon.com slash certified nunas all one word to become an official member we we just had our first movie night which i think was super fun it went really great um we're gonna be doing that again next month so you know Mm -hmm. we have a good time with it uh, we got, you know, the little things that get cut out and all sorts of fun that we have over there on the Patreon. Uh, thank you. You can find us on social media. We're pretty much everywhere. Always with the app certified noon is all one word, but we're mostly on Instagram and Twitter, which is the easiest place that you can go to reach us. Um, we love hearing from people who listen to our stuff and, you know, your takes on stuff that we talk about. We love it. Uh, so thank you for listening. We hope that you stay. Oh, no, I'm not done. Uh, you can listen to us. Wherever podcasts can be found, but if you want all the links,
links and time codes and everything, go to certifiednunas.com where we have each episode up there that Jesse lovingly uploads there that have links to everything that we talk about. And it's wonderful. So anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week. You stay safe and you keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye. Bye.